Hey everyone, I'm Rob. And I'm Angela. And thank you for joining us on our journey as an engaged couple. And you'll probably notice it's been uh, a couple weeks since we last put on an episode. Uh, we decided after the last episode came out that we would move to uh, monthly episodes. Uh, we might eventually move back to weekly or bi-weekly, but for at least the next couple ones, it's most likely going to be monthly. And that is because uh, a few weeks ago, Angela and I both started new jobs. Yay! So, Angela, you want to tell us a little bit about your new job? So, I am, um, I am doing home care in Queens right now, and I've been riding my bicycle to and from the, um, the family's houses. Yes, uh, a bicycle that uh, she borrowed indefinitely from my sister. Thank you, Kathleen. <laughs> Uh, and it's nice because now we both have bikes to ride around. Uh, we went down to Hunter's Point uh, not too long ago. It was about a 10-mile total bike ride. Uh, I think we might be doing another bike ride tomorrow, weather pending. And uh, it's nice having that freedom because parking here is not necessarily the easiest. Um, for, for us, we have a parking space, but if we want to go anywhere, it's not that easy to park down in like Long Island City and stuff like that. I did not realize how much of a struggle it was until I really started living here. And Rob was even like, I can try to get you on the car insurance for my car to go down to what to um uh to the area in Queens that I work and I was like, I haven't seen a parking spot. Yeah. No, where she's working, it's all street parking, which means everyone that lives there is parking in the street. Um, so it's not the easiest, especially when you factor an alternate side and all that. Uh, and I am a, uh, development manager. So, uh, running all the fundraising campaigns for a nonprofit based out of Manhattan. Uh, it's an education based nonprofit and it's in its really early stages, which is cool because I really get to see it at the ground floor. Uh, and I'm, uh, overseeing their database, uh, soliciting grants, uh, major gifts, um, and I think it's about a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar fundraising campaign. I'll be overseeing in total uh, next year, although we're still kind of building that up. But it's really cool to be, you know, working a, a nine to five again after having done freelance consulting for the past few months. And it's a really great team, and you know, almost a month in and excited. I think we're both excited. We both happened to start our new jobs the same week, which was pretty cool. It is very cool. It's also funny that the last few months, uh, I was working out in the living room while Angela was doing her teletherapy in the office. Uh, but now if she is working from home, it's just doing some notes and whatnot. Whereas I'm having meetings all day and I'm using the home office now. So we kind of switched around a bit. Yeah, and I think we've been enjoying the switch, to be honest. It's nice to get a little bit of a change of scenery. Uh, and I also love having the three screens set up on the desk. I've never had uh, a setup like that before, and boy, does it really change how you work. I think you liked having the, the multi-screens when you were in there, too. I did. I did not even think big enough to go with three screens. <laughs> yes, I added my iPad as a, uh, a third screen. Um, and, you know, this difference in setup has also allowed for 
something nice, uh, Angela has been taking on some more of the cooking. Uh, whereas before I was cooking four to five nights a week, she was cooking one night, and we'd also order out once or twice a week. Uh, now, I think you're cooked, you know, most of the nights the last two weeks or so. I definitely did. My schedule was still light, so I could easily come home and grab anything I needed and, and cook something. Um, and we're still figuring out how we're going to work out the cooking and everything. One thing we've uh, been finding a lot of use with is our Instant Pot slash slow cooker. Uh, it's very nice to be able to just toss everything in in the morning and hit the button to cook it and have it ready for you know the end of the workday. And Angela's tried a couple new meals. She did some uh, chicken tacos with peppers that were really good the other day. It has been a godsend to have that Instapot. <laughs> it's also nice because we can do stuff like a beef stew, but if we don't have time to put it together in the morning, you know, you can take a break, you know, towards the end of the workday, stick it in and pressure cook it. And the beef stew only takes like 30 minutes as opposed to the slow cooker. We need to leave it for eight hours. So that's really, you know, been helpful for us. And uh, you'll fun for us to talk about on our uh, cooking podcast, right? That's what this is? Absolutely. And also um, Black Friday is coming up and Christmas and Hanukkah and all those. And all the holidays are coming up. So if you are a busy person who needs uh, help with meal prepping, I highly recommend asking for that or asking for gift cards to buy it. Honestly, I got my Instant Pot on Black Friday and I got for like 50 bucks and it's normally like 150. So uh, I do recommend that. And you know, it's funny. I feel like if people looked at our Instagram that we have linked to this, they would think it's like cooking base too. It's half our pictures are of food and cocktails at Jack Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think our last picture we posted was you drinking a Kentucky bucket, Jack Jones. It was. <laughs> and I want to make brownies tonight. Yes, I think that's another... Is that the Instant Pot recipe or are these regular brownies? These will be my regular brownies, like you know, the ones that I made in college. I still haven't actually had your regular brownies because every time you've gone to make them, like one of the ingredients you couldn't find and you had to substitute. Um, it was just everything, anything that could happen, everything that could happen. So we finally have enough that I think we can make it happen. <laughs> awesome. But... Well, why don't we get into what this podcast is actually about, which is kind of following our journey as an engaged couple, which, you know, I, I think this has done it a bit. Um, Wedding updates. Yes. Sorry, have, I'm very excited. Angela is very excited. Uh, we have a bunch of wedding updates, but I think you should just jump right in. So I finally found the bridesmaids dresses. That's what you started with. I was going to start with the wedding dresses, but I'm very excited about both. <laughs> <laughs> You're building up. Build up uh, from yes. the bridesmaid dress to the wedding dress. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, the bridesmaid dress? So Kathleen and I went to this bridal boutique called Sang Couture. It is in Fanwood, New Jersey. And they had a lovely selection. Uh, because of COVID, they're doing things differently. And the night before, Kathleen and I were looking through all the dresses and picking out our top five for the bridesmaid dresses and the uh, wedding dresses um, themselves. And then the next day, we went into San Couture and um, we tried on those dresses. The first hour is dedicated to the bridesmaid dresses. 
And then afterwards, we went in to look at the wedding dresses. Um, we narrowed it down to the top two for the bridesmaid dresses and then decided we'll see how the wedding dress turns out to make the final decisions. And so the person that I had at San Couture went above and beyond and took the um, and took the wedding dress uh, shopping to, to a new level. I really liked what she was presenting me. And I was able to make a decision and buy the dress that day. Which Angela was so excited. Uh, they were there. It had to have been close to four hours by the time you finished up. I think it was like three hours of looking and then like an hour with like the paperwork, the colors, the measuring and other stuff. But I was with my dad when all this was happening. And we went and we, you know, got my tires adjusted uh, air pressure wise because of the change in weather. We went uh, to Five Guys Burgers and Fries and got burgers and fries, brought them back to my parents' house, put on the Mets game, ate burgers, watched the entire Mets game. And we're sitting there and we're just like... I really thought they would have been back for now. I thought they each had only had like an hour, hour and a half appointment. Uh, and then finally, uh, after a while, I get a text from Angela and it's a, a gif of her and my sister and Angela's holding the sign and it said, um, I said yes to the dress? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know you can't tell us about the wet dress just yet. Uh, that'll be a, you know, April 17th update. It's white. <laughs> there is one thing you know we got to keep our listeners in suspense they got to get them to keep coming back yeah. um but do you want to talk a little bit about the bridesmaid dress and maybe if you want to post a picture of it on the instagram you can um i don't know if kathleen will appreciate me posting that photo of it because it wasn't altered to her the gotcha. way that they do the dresses is that it's basically a s- sample dress so it's a little bit bigger, and then they just clip it up. Um, so the front of it looks good, but the back of it does does not really look good. It does really help with your self-esteem, though, because you don't have to be like, am I a size 6, am I a size 4, am I a size 2, or anything like that. Yeah. But um, the, the back of it is not really worth seeing. Well, if you want to at least describe mm-hmm. the dress in terms that I will have no idea what they mean. Um... So the um, I'll start with the top of the dress, and with the top there is like a small little sleeve. It's very it's very small. It's more like a cap sleeve, but it also turns into an interesting design on the back, where it's mostly an open back, and um, the front of it is like a little bit tighter, and then on the bottom it's flowy. Um, I can also just say what it actually. I think it's a Bill Lepkoff. I'm checking right now to a- make sure. Angela's bringing up her phone of notes to uh, try and remember. Uh, and for those of you that are listening and thinking, what does that word mean? And what language is it in? Well, I can say that I also do not know. So maybe Angela can explain it to us. It is a Bill Lepkoff uh, design. And I was not kidding when I said I do not know how to describe dress terms. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I'll try to post it on the Instagram or at least... A picture of, like, the from the website, maybe? Maybe so. Yeah. Um, Either way, I thought it looked really nice. Um, Kathleen seemed to uh, really like it, which is good. 
and uh, the bridesmaids have already started buying them. It was funny because I was asking the bridal attendant, like, which bridesmaid dress would go best with my dress, and she saw, uh, she saw this one, and then she saw the other one, and she was like, definitely this dress, and uh, she put, provided some very good reasons for it, um, and she was like, it'll ma- it kind of like matches like the top of, eh, not the top of my dress, but like the neckline, I guess, and uh, she was just like, this one so much better, so <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and then for like the colors, I did like a frost rose color, which is supposed to come out dusty rose, I think. Um, the swatches and the website do not match up. So I'm just kind of praying on this one right now. I also did a distinguishing maid of honor color, which is peach. It looks pink-ish on the swatch, in my opinion. On the website, it looks very yellow. So I'm just praying on this one as well. Um, I went with what the bridal attendants told me would go with what I had in mind. Yeah. For us, with the groomsmen, the suits are so much easier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I also thought thought that these ones were... um, I really like the quality of the dresses as well. And I really thought that this would highlight everyone's uh, strengths. Gotcha. Yeah, for us, we're just doing a... uh, um, for the most part, we're doing a group fit-in uh, out of the six of us. I think there are six of us. That sounds about right. Um, so. All but two people have uh, said that they can do uh, a date in November to go for the fit-in, so I'm going to you know, set up an appointment with the place. It's called the Black Tux. It's cool because they have locations all throughout the country with different showrooms, but they also have... Uh, where you can have it sent to you and try it on there. So, like, I know one of my friends is up in Boston. Uh, with everything still going on with COVID, he's not super comfortable coming on the train all the way down to New York City just for the day to, you know, go to the showroom. He can go to a location near him, or he can have the suit come to his apartment try it on there, he gives them their measurements, and if it doesn't fit, he sends it back. They send a updated size. Uh, for the groomsmen, we are doing gray suits with black vests, uh, and for myself, I'll be in a black suit with a gray vest. And Angela's going to help me pick out uh, pocket squares that match what the bridesmaids have, uh, and uh, Zach is best man. He'll have a different color pocket square. And uh, everyone will be in straight ties, except for me. I'll be in a bow tie, because bow ties are cool. <laughs> I specifically requested the bow tie, too. Yes. Angela's, Angela's picked out the exact bow tie, so uh, we're covered there. But Something I would like to mention, because mm-hmm. I learned this the hard way. Um, I don't know if it's specifically due to COVID, but I recommend looking at least six months out. For the wedding dress and the um, and the brides bridesmaid dress as well, I didn't think I had to wait as long with the bridesmaid dress, but the um, basically it's become a rush now to have them in by early October, like October first, so that way we could um, hopefully have them arrive in February and then people will have time to get them altered. Um, I um, and then they told me with my dress, even though I ordered it last week that 
it'll arrive in February, hopefully, and it will have to sit for two weeks. Yeah, um, to because just of COVID. Yeah, and that's something just in general too. So many people that had weddings over the last year are moving their weddings to this spring. So there's so much more of a demand for stuff. Uh, we're going to be going back to Adler's to get our wedding bands. But they wanted us to come next weekend, which we're doing, uh, just because they're going to be so busy with so many weddings that got pushed back. Uh, so they were also like, you know, normally you only need to come a couple months out, but with everything going on, like, if you can, we recommend going six or seven months out instead. Uh, so, and Adler's is where we got Angel's engagement ring. Uh, as I said that about the, uh, the place, I saw her look right down at, at her ring. <laughs> Looking at it now. Yep. Uh, and, you know, we're really excited to get to go back to there for the bands. They were really awesome there. Uh, it's actually funny. Uh, my friend Greg, who's a groomsman, who was on the podcast earlier, uh, that's where he also got all their rings for him and his fiance. And as we learned after going to Sang, that's also where his fiance got her wedding dress. So uh, I, I was joking with him. We were playing Xbox the other day. That's just like, yeah, except for the uh, location. We're just kind of, we're, we're just doing your wedding six months later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which which is, isn't really the case, but it, it is, it has been just a little funny joke that like, we've been like, going to each other for like advice like hey what did you do for this what did you do for that because some of the stages were a little ahead on uh some of the stages they're a little ahead on because their wedding is in december um but one of the things we're still working on right now is we're talking to different limo places and pricing out uh we're looking at you know having a limo for angela and i after the wedding and a limo for the groomsmen and bridesmaids um, and then I think we're talking about just doing a shared limo after the reception. But the the nice thing for us is Angela and I are very much big on we want to have our own limo, just the two of us going to the reception. Uh, honestly, because that's probably the only 30 minutes we'll have just to each other <laughs> between uh, when the ceremony starts and when we go to bed. <laughs> And not to mention every other uh, movie with a wedding involves usually shows a bride and groom going into a limo together. True, true. Uh, But I I was very much thinking just about how, you know, we're going to be really excited to see everyone. We're going to make sure that we get to talk to everyone. Uh, But it does also mean we're pretty much going from like 1 p.m. till past midnight with somebody else. the entire time it will be nice after we are officially married having that little 30 minutes just to kind of enjoy being the two of us before we dive right into the reception it'll be a little bit earlier than 1 p.m but yes oh well i i meant 1 p.m is when we will actually physically be together Uh, okay true uh you know barring people being late Angela's joking that uh, when we were given the times for 11 or 1 for the wedding, she was just like, if we make it 11, half the bridesmaids and the mother of the bride might not make it on time. 1 o'clock is the right time. My mom was very happy when I said that it was at 1. Yes. And then she's like, you sure it's not at 2? And I was like, please don't test that theory. (laughs) 
Yeah, she thought maybe we told her it was one because it's actually at two. She was joking around about that. I know you're listening, Mom. I love you. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we Angela wanted to give a shout out to her mom who is listening. It's uh, I think this is the first podcast she's listened to. It's the first podcast she's listened to. And for those of you who do not know my mom, technology is not her uh, forte. <laughs> and uh, so it's a really big deal that she's uh, supporting me and like listening to the podcast. What is she listening to it on? Because she still has a flip phone, right? Um, the iPad. Oh, the iPad. That's right. Of course, iPad would have the same. Apps. I, I just, when I think podcast, I think my cell phone. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, that obviously would, the iPad would have it as well. Um, well, I know our kind of last one update may actually be the one Angela's the most excited about. Uh, it's probably between this and the wedding dress. I see a, a giant smile on her face right now. Take it away. The cake tasting. Yes, which is going to be a very interesting experience because of COVID. Yeah, so I have to send in the um, flavors that I want and... Um, and design. And the design, which I didn't... Um, for those of you who know, I'm used to the Publix where they just give you the design and then you just kind of pick one. Um, I will say I'm very impressed with this place that we're looking at and their designs are absolutely beautiful. Um, and then um, they're like asking about like the... Um, the type of icing and those kinds of things. And so basically we'll pick out like our top icings, top um, flavors, and uh, then we drive or we walk to the um, to the cake store itself and then she'll give it to us in like a, um, in the container. And then we'll take it back home and we'll do a Zoom meeting to try it, try everything and see which ones we do or don't like. Yeah, so we'll go there, pick them up, have the tasting at home. So it's a little different than normal, where normally you would be physically in the location doing the tasting all together. But uh, she doesn't feel that her space is the best fit uh, and you know properly ventilated for with right now with COVID. So she wants to make sure she's keeping everyone safe. I think that's really awesome. Um, I think it's very creative too. Yeah. So we've we've reached out to a bunch of cake places. Uh, this, this definitely, I think, has been our front runner so far. Um, we'll see as we talk to more places. But a nice benefit from here, too, is this location is just a few doors down from our reception hall, which we didn't actually know that when we reached out. We realized it uh, afterwards um, when we just looked up the location. So that mm-hmm. definitely adds a convenience factor. And for those of you who don't know, it is very expensive to transport a cake in New York. Um, uh, Mom and I were looking into cakes for our um, for my graduation, and we were going to different places. The, the cost of transporting the cake itself um, almost could have bought us a new cake for some places. Yeah. Um, and so, like, one of the reasons we ultimately chose the place that we did was because it was walking distance, and they said that they could do that for no charge. Um, it was a little bit pricier than some of the other places, but with it wasn't based on the transportation. When you think the offset and everything. It it offset. It was offset it very well and was worth every penny. The other thing that was really interesting, too, she was saying is, like, she only makes cakes up to a certain size. Uh, I think it was, like, four tiers. But what she'll usually do is if you have a wedding that's, say, like, 200 people, because I think her four-tier cake goes, like, to 175 people. Um, so it, she would then make 
an additional sheet cake that was made just that stays in the back. Uh, it she already had the slices cut. So because you think they have the big cake and it looks all nice and you do the pictures and you cut the first slice and then they wheel it out and then they wheel out a ton of plates with cake on it. I think you know. it's genius. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking back to weddings like I remember every time I was at a wedding, like I was at my cousin's wedding, I saw the cake and I was like, really, that's going to feed this many people? No, probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> probably fed a hundred of the people and they already had another hundred slices cut in the back. Uh, so that's something else we have to figure like, do we want to do the four tier and that do we want to do a three tier and a sheet cake, especially since, you know, still getting an idea of what numbers are going to look like, what restrictions going to be. Ideally, we will be able to do everything as planned. Things will look nice in April, but we just don't know. So it is nice that we have that flexibility. We're really hoping everything will be, will be okay in April. Oh yeah. You'll, potentially hear more about this if we do have to go on this route but we are totally readjusting our budget to potentially have to do a april 17th new york ceremony reception in the summer and a second ceremony somewhere in florida uh for angela's family and really hoping we don't have to go down that route but we'll we'll see what happens we will see but that kind of leads us into... What, as long as we don't go bankrupt. <laughs> yes, as long as we don't go bankrupt. Uh, but this does lead us into what our advice is. Um, uh, it might have been the last episode or the one before that. We said we we're going to kind of pivot to in the segment uh, a piece of advice and kind of, I think, the theme of a lot of what we talked about here. Uh, Angela, what is our advice? Our advice is if you're planning a wedding in the next six months or so, Make sure everything can be either refunded or moved. And we include your honeymoon in there as well. Like We're going to Europe for our honeymoon. And we made sure everything can be moved to another date or refunded. And hopefully we'll still be able to go on our honeymoon and everything. But we it's just having that ability to move everything or to change things around really gives you a little bit of peace of mind. Absolutely. Because some people are in a lot of... Um, uh, I don't want to say, I want to say conflict, I guess, with, um, with certain places and their contracts. Yeah. A friend of mine is, you know, considering potentially having to hire a lawyer because, uh, they had a contract that allowed them certain things because of the current restrictions. The hall can't deliver on that, but the hall is still trying to tell them, oh, you have to pay the same amount, whether or not you get these things. They're saying, no, we have a contract that afforded us stuff. If you can't meet that, we have to come to a new solution. And, you know, if you're planning a wedding right now, definitely make sure you understand kind of how your contract is set up because nobody wants to go through that while they're planning a wedding. A wedding's supposed to be a, a great, fun day. Uh, I can't say stressless because <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be plenty of stress, uh, especially if you're like us and decided to forego the wedding planner, uh, largely because a lot of my you know, work career has been running special events. So, you know, we have we do have the benefit that building the whole budget, the seating charts, all that stuff is, you know, run a show. It's, you know, secondhand nature for me. But and or I would say if you can't move it, finding creative solutions uh, in two weeks, we are virtually attending Angela's cousin's wedding over Zoom. Congratulations, Jenna and Alex. 
Yes. Uh, so we're really excited for that. Um, um, I really like their idea because they're having a very uh, intimate ceremony via Zoom. And then uh, next, sometime next year, they're going to have their own big party and celebrating everything. Yes, but they were just so excited to get married, they, they couldn't wait. <laughs> Why should they? I mean, we're saying the same thing. We're <laughs> saying no matter what, we're having our ceremony on April 17th. No matter what, Ansel and I will be married that day. Reception pending. <laughs> yes. Fingers crossed reception the same day. Uh, but yeah. I told the bridesmaids and the, um, I was like, if we do have it multiple times, we will wear the same outfit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, either way, you know, we're happy to be back. Uh, we'll have the next episode out sometime around this time next month. Uh, Ideally, this time next month, we'll be in St. John with my family, the U.S. Virgin Island, but that's very 50-50 now with how everything is. Uh, so uh, ideally, we'll be recording the episode before then, although we may still keep it that third Saturday release. Uh, you can check our Facebook, our Instagram, all that uh, for updates, or just when you get that little notification in the podcast app, because truthfully... That's how I usually find out when my podcasts have the next episode come out. But in the end, thank you for continuing to join us on our journey. Stay safe, everyone.